What's going on, everybody, and welcome to uh, another episode of a podcast with Goat. We haven't put one out in a while. Um, per the whole Corona thing, we've kind of been, you know, taking a step back ourselves, focusing on us and family and uh, supporting one another in such a time. Uh, that is until uh, this whole George Floyd incident. Um, you can probably tell by the way I open the podcast, this is going to be a very different episode. Um you know, I don't expect there to be too, too much laughter, though I was just talking with our guest, and if there is a little bit, it's probably a good thing. Um, this is this episode is something... Oh, sorry. I'm, I'm Drew Goche, and as always, we have co-host Anthony Maz. Hello. Back again from <laughs> um, the dead. <laughs> that's right. We're resurrected. Um, and we do have special guest Mandy Taylor, who... Uh, Hi. Who's supposed to come, who was supposed to come on the podcast a while ago. Mm-hmm. And it just it just kind of didn't work out, and I don't know. I could have dropped the ball big time. I didn't read through our Instagram messages, but it, it was probably me and my fault. Um, but uh, when when all this news came out about George Floyd, Mandy reached out to me and was like, "Hey, if there's a time for me to come on the podcast, I think now's the time." And uh, I, I couldn't have been more in agreement. Um, so welcome, Mandy. We're so Thank happy to you. have you on here. We're so happy to to have a platform where we can kind of share our opinions. And uh, well, I, I mean, we're all in the same opinion, but I mean to to kind of promote this and to yeah. uh, when you and I were talking, this is you know to to promote more conversation between people. Absolutely. Yeah. Thank you're, you for having me. Yeah, you're very welcome. Um, Maz, you might not know this, but Mandy and I go back. Really? Way back, honestly. Like, way back. Like, how how far back? Toddlers like, back? Yes. Really? Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah, at least actually. Mandy would have been a toddler. I probably yeah. was. Because I'm, I, I'm like two, three years older than you. Yeah. Yeah. But, but like, our moms worked together, and our moms were kind of work friends. So Mandy went to OLV, so I always saw her there. We went to the same church when we were younger. Mm-hmm. In fact, my family and Mandy's mom and her would either sit in the same pew or they would sit in the one behind us. I, I remember the St. Mike's days. Don't you worry. Oh, I know. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't thought about that in a while. I know. I was thinking about it last night when I was kind of getting ready for this. You remember uh, you used to babysit me sometimes, too? Me, Campbell, and Colin sometimes? You don't remember that? No. Really? Yeah, you a couple of times I yeah, you'd come over and you watch Campbell and Colin. Did I do I a good job? I, I don't remember. I think so. I mean, I'm fine. We're fine. We're here today. So I, re- I, I don't remember you being there. That's crazy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Well, I'm. Sure, I hope I did a good job. No, goat <laughs> didn't burn down. Goat taking care of somebody. That's a scary thought. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, okay, so I think we should just jump right into this. Um, Absolutely. Yeah. I, the one thing I kind of want to say before we get into this is um, I, uh, I I was kind of taken back. I, and I might be going a little bit out of order, Mandy, but I'll try to follow the list I send you. Also, for people who listen to this podcast regularly, this is the most work I've done to, to, to for any sort of podcast. I've been watching videos nonstop for two days. Um, Mandy and I have been in constant communication. I don't think I've ever FaceTimed a guest before we've had them on. And normally, Mandy, we would record tonight and put it up at like midnight. So for oh us goodness. to even give like a few days delay to make sure yeah. that everything is kind of, um, you know, been gone over and is is uh, 
important. So I mean, this is this might be the most produced episode of a podcast with Goat ever, but that's okay. Um, I said it before, but I'm so proud of you for doing that. Thank you, <laughs> thank you. Um, I want to talk about what happened and how I found out about George Floyd, um, and then you know I, I kind of want to ask your first opinion of what happened and how you felt and when you saw the video, because when I had heard about it, it's funny. It's funny how the world works. When I heard about it, I was like, wow, that's horrible. Mm-hmm. I heard about it before I saw the video. And and immediately your head goes, you know, why? Like why like why does this keep happening? What's the what's the trend? What's the reasoning? Right? Yeah. And then you see the video and your heart breaks because it puts it into perspective that this man was he was begging for his life. Mm-hmm. And, and, and I mean it, it was heartbreaking. Like I, I put it on for Jess and her and I sat here and we watched it and, you know, I, I had to take it off. Like you almost, mm-hmm. you almost can't watch it to see, to hear him say, I can't breathe is, yep. is, is, is horrendous. So how did you hear about it? What did you feel when you saw the video? Um, yeah. I kind of went numb, like thinking about it, thinking, when did I first see it? Because now it's all I really hear about. Um, I believe I first saw it on Twitter. It was just trending. Um, And then I saw the video, and I have never felt more nauseous in my entire life. Like, I've talked to some people, and they still haven't seen the entire video, but I made sure I sat there and I forced myself to watch it. I've also never cried that hard for another human being in my life. Yeah. So seeing that and seeing him... What really got to me is finding out that his mother died two years ago and that when he was yelling out for his mother, I personally think that he was calling to her because he knew that like that was the end. He wanted her to come. And like thinking about that gets me emotional. So if I cry at all during this, I'm so no, I'm gonna apologize okay. I've, now. I've uh, yeah, I've been a little emotional with this too. I've um yeah. I've watched a few of the um protest videos and, and of course the actual video of him being arrested and uh mm-hmm. i'd be lying if i said i didn't get a little emotional it's it's a tough thing to watch um yeah. hang on i'm just trying to read all this it's, what, so when go ahead mess oh no i was just gonna say like yeah anyone with a heart would you know yeah watching that is yeah. not easy at all for no. sure no absolutely no and i couldn't like i'm a mom i'm a mama's boy like mm-hmm I, Marnie is my main girl. I love her to death, and uh, the best. when he, when he, yeah, she, she's a saint. I don't, I almost don't deserve her. She's so great. <laughs> she is but the I, best. Yeah, but I'm when, yeah, same thing, Mandy. When he called out for his mom, it was like, oh my goodness. Mm-hmm. Like, it's yeah, just, it's not easy to watch. No. Um, when did you kind of realize that it was time to take a stand and like push this issue? Because. Um, I mean, look, how long was the, the, the thought period? Because, I mean, it, the de- it seemed like for most people that the death happened and I saw a bit of chatter and then it just kept growing and growing and growing. So when did you realize that you needed to start an Instagram page like the I'm Not Next movement? And when did mm-hmm. you feel like you needed to really put your voice and yourself out there? So it started before George Floyd, honestly. It started um, after I heard about Ahmaud Arbery's death. Um, I that was the young had... boy who was running, right? Exactly. He was running, yeah. and he was um, gunned down by two white civilians. Uh, one was a former cop. Um, 
So you don't, like you have some different rights. Like I'm not 100% well-versed in American rights. Like there's the Second Amendment right, the right to bear arms. And you can protect your property and stuff like that. But they didn't have any reasoning to shoot him. And if they right. did, they sh- if they had a reason to fear, they should have called the police. But that's kind of where it started. I saw that. And I'm a pretty active person. So I'm like, I'm a dual citizen also. If people didn't know that. I'm Canadian and American. So if I'm ever in the U.S. and I'm out for a run, I was just thinking to myself, am I next? Am I going to be next? And I kept saying that and saying that to myself. And then I heard about Breonna Taylor in her own home being shot and killed. How I don't know how that happened, why that happened, why that was allowed to happen. But then again, I was asking myself, am I going to be next? Is my family going to be next? Is my sister going to be next? You know what I mean? And I'm a huge person who believes in manifesting and speaking into existence what you want to see happen in your life. And the fact that I was saying it so negatively and questioning, am I going to be next? I started saying, nope, I'm not next. I spoke it into existence. And of course, just speaking it into existence isn't going to solve everything, but it's just a better mindset to be in, to think of the negative. So I kept saying that. And then I um, did some research because I'm like, I can't be the first black person or person of color to say this before. There's no way. So I looked up I'm not next, the hashtag, and it's been used by multiple communities. It's been used by the indigenous community. It's been used um, by organizations who want to end um, the gender-based violence, like people like that. And um, it's heartbreaking to know that I'm not the first and I'm not the last person to say I'm not next. So I made the I'm not next movement um, for black people and to go with Black Lives Matter because saying Black Lives Matter, we've been saying this for how long? It is one of the most powerful statements I've heard, but I don't just want to say Black Lives Matter. I want to say Black Lives Matter, I'm not next because I keep saying to myself, my black life may seem invaluable to some, but I am not going to be the next black person dead on the street. So I say Black Lives Matter, I am not next because people need to understand that every single Black Lives Matters, and we're not tolerating this anymore. So I posted the craziest photo I've ever posted, just my face, no makeup, my hair tied back, just me not smiling. And you know me, I always smile. I'm always a pretty happy person. And I posted my feelings, and it got an overwhelming response. And then I reached out to a couple of my friends, and they posted, on their socials as well, um, kind of their stories and their experiences. So the I'm Not Next Movement Instagram page is a safe space for black people to post their stories. They can send them to me and I'll post it because I think the best way for me right now to send a message and and to really get people to empathize because seeing it on the TV and hearing reporters talk about it, it's not... Like, how do you feel something truly from that? Like, it, this is my voice. This is my experience and other people's voices and other people's experiences that I'm posting. It's not edited by me. Once they send it to me, I just post it. That's it. Nothing's changed. Um, so it's a safe space for Black people to post their experiences and for other people who want to hear real stories. Um, they, can, they can read it and they can learn and empathize with us. It's an incredible Instagram page, and the idea you had, um, 
is a fantastic idea. I love the use of the hashtag. Um, I, I've tried to support it on the podcast account, and I'm going to for my personal as well because we need to raise as much of awareness as possible. Um, you. you you mentioned the name of two other black people who died prior to George Floyd, Breonna Taylor. And can you tell me the name of the other one? Because I want to make sure I say his name. Yep, Ahmad Arbery. Ahmad Arbery. So with those two recent cases, why do you think that it's George Floyd's case that where we see such the uproar? Where What do you think that, is it the video? Is that, do you think kind of what's gaining traction and why there's been all these different protests? I think it's a couple of things. I think it's because they all happened pretty close together. Yeah. Um, usually, like, I mean, not usually. I don't really know how far these happenings are apart. I don't know but if there's even... Too, a, too much. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. So um, the fact that these ones were so close together, and to be honest, there could have been more that I don't even know about that weren't documented. Right. But someone said to me, racism isn't... Uh, hasn't gotten any better or hasn't gotten any worse it's just now being documented it's now just being shown people yeah, have it, the access so i don't know feels that way yeah i don't yeah. know what about george floyd um made it so strong i think it probably was the occurrences happening so close together and the video and seeing the bystanders there that were trying and begging just as much as he was to help and to say he's not breathing. And then the fact that his body went lifeless, just no responses, nothing, and the cop was still on him. Who, I just want to know who hurt that cop so bad to think that that was okay. Yeah. yeah. Like, That's brutal. Like, my, my, me, myself, I've worked in law enforcement and like mm-hmm. it's never justified to do that ever yeah you know what yeah. i mean i can tell from personal experience that you know i worked for two years in law enforcement and i never once needed to do that you know what i mean mm-hmm. that's yeah that's yeah, but, murder you know what i mean but Maz, yeah. I, I don't think you've been as public with this on the podcast i don't think you'll be upset with me for sharing this either it's also something some of something like that and that environment is the reason you're out of it as well uh i wouldn't say like a hundred percent that's the reason that contributes to it but i wouldn't yeah. say that that's a hundred percent the reason okay. it's just right. it wasn't for me okay fair Actually, enough the job um mandy we've touched on the protests a little bit mm-hmm. um i think i just kind of brought it up um i have a you and i talked about it i have mixed feelings on the protest Because I think they need to be loud enough where they get heard. Um, I just, I'm not sure about the looting, but in the, in the, in the big scheme of it, I guess, Mm -hmm. and this might even sound crazy. I I can definitely almost wrap my head around it. If something, if there's change, if this is what they need to bring change, um, I'm all for it. I, I mentioned earlier, like I've been watching a lot of the peaceful protest videos. I've been watching a lot of the, um, and and I, I guess the ones that get, um, like I watched someone overturn a police car the other day. Um, yeah, it's it's incredible what's going on right now, and I yeah. say incredible not because I'm emphasizing or supporting what's going on, because um, sure. I'm a nonviolent person, but mm-hmm. it's incredible to see how far this has driven people. Yeah. Um, and I hope, 
I hope to the people that need it, this gets the point across. And I hope stuff like the um, Blackout Tuesday on Instagram, you know, Mm -hmm. there's been some like pushback saying maybe that, you know, this doesn't really do much and people are maybe just doing it because others are doing it. But that's the Mm -hmm. whole point of this. The whole point of this, I think, is to raise awareness and to create those conversations for people who wouldn't necessarily have them. Um, exactly yeah so kind of what's can you give me a little bit more on your opinion of the protests and kind of what's going on like do do you think it's enough no definitely not so as I said I am myself I'm not a violent person but I have a little fact here after um, Martin Luther King was assassinated 110 American cities started rioting causing 47 million dollars in damage on the sixth day of the riots the Civil Rights Act of 1968 was passed so I don't like violence. I don't really support violence either. But when you have a group that has been oppressed for 401 years now, and people don't even understand, this is is trauma. This is traumatic to see and think this could happen. So how are, like, our voices haven't been enough, you know? So I don't blame people for rioting. I don't blame people for the violence either um they like our voices need to be heard in some way and if it causes more violent action to do it again like i'm not a violent person but i understand it i like to um attend peaceful protests i share as much as i can different um, petitions to be signed and people don't understand the power of their voices and you can call your mayor you can call your governor's office there are so many places you can call to complain. They're public service. That's what they're there for, to protect us, to hear our complaints, to make the world we're living in better. So don't ever feel afraid to call your local politician, your representative, like your um, premier, like Doug Ford. Like in Canada and the U.S., call your governor, call your mayor, call your premier, you know, yeah. call, sign petitions peaceful protest and if you are a part of the riot uh just be safe i do understand why you're doing it and a lot of people have been telling me well what good is it them doing this they're burning their own cities they're burning their their own stores and stuff like that but people have insurance this has been done before and it's been proven to work like a bill was passed you know so um but yeah a couple people have been telling me like it's so sad that a black person died, but we need to stop like destructing stores. But then at the same time, I love the English language for this reason. I want people to reverse that sentence because you're emphasizing that we need to stop breaking in the stores. And you just said it's only sad. How about we say it's awful that shops are being broken into but killing innocent black men that needs to stop Mm -hmm. because at the end of the day i really don't give a shit if you burn down a sobeys if you burn down a target if a black life is alive i really i don't care you want me to go sweep up the 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 glass you want me to put into a fund sure but if a life is saved or if a life is not lost and a store is burnt down i'm sorry i'm going to take a life over a store sure 
And I think I think everyone is is in agreement with that. Something yeah. also that kind of struck me was when I realized we're also in the middle of a global pandemic. Yeah. So how <laughs> strong how strong do these people feel that they're going to go out there and they're going to stand arm in arm, they're going to put their hands on one another in the middle of this pandemic? Yeah, that's you know, a whole other thing. Yeah, it, it really speaks to how how important this this message is. Absolutely. Um, is there anything that you want to touch on? Um, like even if we talk about like Fort Erie and and maybe yeah, I'd love to. Yeah, we're we're a very Fort Erie based podcast. We pride ourselves. I think there's only like two others. Mm-hmm. Uh, so so there's a little competition. <laughs> it's a stiff market, yeah. but. Uh, we, um, I want to talk a little bit about um, maybe how the people in Fort Erie can do things in order to support the communities and, and, and how we can all help. Yeah, absolutely. So, I mean, I guess it can kind of start off with, I mean, you and I both grew up here. We grew yep. up, I would think, pretty differently. Um, so, to be honest, I didn't face that much racism growing up. I'm very fortunate to say that I didn't. I'm also mixed, so I'm deemed less threatening or less intimidating, whatever you want to call it. Um, But um, there were some things that I struggled with when I was a kid, you know, and it affected my confidence. And I want to make it clear, this conversation isn't just about police brutality. This conversation isn't just about black men being murdered. It's the little things that affect black people when they're older so for me I was I lacked confidence for a long time I was very quiet even now doing all of this I want people to know how scared I was and I still am because I don't know if I'm saying the right things I'm new to this I grew up in a small town and our black education like I don't really remember learning anything about black people in our education system no, i'm Maslin now teaching I, myself yeah yeah Maslin and i just before you got on we we had a quick discussion about it and i don't remember one like learning one ounce really of of black history in the school system no. at all absolutely so um for me it was small things like um people would my mom i asked her this yesterday i said mom like has anyone ever asked you if i was adopted and she said yes people ask because who why would a beautiful white woman have a brown baby a black baby right. you know um it was also things like i'm wearing pants right now but on my knee i have a darker birthmark so people would be like is that dirt is that dirt on your leg and just different things like that i was constantly called the black friend yeah. not i could never just be someone's friend and I never understood why. But then I'm like, and this is the twisted part about it. In my mind, I was, I thought I was more valued for being the black friend. I was like, I'm cool. I'm the black friend. I was the only black kid at the school. Yeah. Like, what other black friend do you have <laughs> here? It's just different things like that that affected me growing up. and. Sure. Having curly hair, people would call me pom-pom, or people would like to color me. Like, they would call me caramel mocha or a latte or just things like that. I'm like, why are you detailing what color I am? I'm not a coffee. I'm just 
My name is Mandy. Yeah. That's it. Even now, people will say little things like that. And it's just like, why do you have to do that? Like, yeah. it's just, that's not important. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So I, uh, To prepare for this, I, I reached out to... Um, to some other people that we grew up with um yeah. and she, she said i could i could speak on this story so her name is faithful poku and she, she's uh she's a black girl who grew up in fort erie and she grew up with us and she's my age so i've known her since jk we went through high school together and we still stay in mm -hmm. touch yeah. um she told me she said that similar to what you said she said like it would be little things that she would deal with where um she mentioned that she played french horn in elementary school and when she went to high school it was uh you know the teacher told her that maybe her lips were too big for that instrument she yeah. said instead of him learning how to teach me how to play the instrument he wanted me to switch instruments because my lips were too big and, and it was it was little things like that um so i, I think my next question mandy is what can white people do to help what what can i do what can we do how can we make a difference and continue to to bring about change yeah so definitely um just listen and your black friends are talking to you really listen and i think the most important thing is educate yourself i want to make one thing clear is it's not my job or any other black person's job to educate the people who oppressed us and deprived us from education for so long. Like, it's kind of laughable when you think about it. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, educate yourself. That's the most important thing. Educate yourself. Use your platform. Use your voice. And just be an ear to listen, I guess. And protest if you can. I know it's a global pandemic. I would never force someone right now or make them feel pressured to protest. Um, but if you're comfortable, wear a mask, bring ID. Um, I can post just some essentials that you'll need to come to a protest during a pandemic. I think I've actually already posted about it. But just be an ally and understand what it means to be an ally. Yeah. There are tons of books. I've posted resources on the I'm Not Next Movement page. I'm, I've done this because I need to educate myself because my education was lacking. Um, so, yeah, just... Yeah. Ask your friends what they need as well, because it goes case by case. And I think I'm just giving the advice I would want. But sure. also, if you're a manager of a company and you have black employees, which I hope people have black employees, yeah. understand what it means to be a manager of a minority, of a black person. Understand that. If you're a leader, understand what it means to be a leader to a black person or to any people of color because it's there too in the education system. If you see kids saying, you're my black friend, like, I don't know how my teachers didn't hear that and didn't think, oh, that's not okay, you right. know? So if also if you're a parent, don't tell your children. I mean, like, you're going to get married soon. We're going to start having children soon. Mm -hmm. Teach kids to not refer to your their little friends as, that's my black friend or just you know it's the small yeah. things that you start from a young age and you grow up and your parents are there and you're educating yourself then that's the best that you can do yeah i would think if i if i had any advice or, or some you know because of the podcast I, I have had people reach out to me yeah and for me it's you need to listen like you said 
Um, yeah. That was something I, I struggle with listening. I'm the I'm a personality. I like to talk. <laughs> I like to. I've been we known know. to. I've been known to talk over people a time or two, as I'm sure Maslin can attest. Um, yeah, right, Maslin? Do I talk over you? It's frustrating. Yeah. <laughs> and for. So, Go ahead. Oh, doing it again. Sorry, man. Yeah, I just wanted to say, just for anyone watching, my webcam is not working properly, so that's why you can't see me. I, it wasn't. It was out of focus like the whole time, so I had to turn it off. So that's okay. Um, Sorry if it distracted anybody. Um, I think we need to. Uh, uh, we need to keep having these conversations, and it starts in your home. Um, Absolutely. Yeah, I, I think that's something that we can do. And then I think when you're in public or whether you're in private and you hear some sort of racism or you hear just like the slightest thing off, I, I think we really need to make a step in order to make sure that uh, we're properly stopping it and nipping it in the butt. And then I think we can have the conversation about education once that that comes but yeah um, listen and have the conversation um the last thing i kind of want to lead with mandy and uh is it's pretty simple what what do we have to do to continue this conversation without it getting mm -hmm. pushed under the rug before we started i mentioned trayvon martin a other um young black man who was murdered um it seems like we talked about him or we heard about him, you know, when the NBA players were doing their protests, um, when, um, you know, maybe for a week, two weeks, three weeks after the death, and then it just kind of slows down. So what, yeah. what can we do to keep this conversation going in order to make, you know, make sure that we get the change that we need? Well, I think, I mean, it's great. People are posting about it constantly, um, but posting about it isn't enough. We still need to protest constantly because if we stop protesting after two weeks, what did we accomplish, you know? Right. So, I mean, continue to post on your socials and continue to have those conversations with your family. Another thing is I find that news outlets kind of, once the story's been told, it just kind of, kind of goes away. So, yeah. honestly, use social media ban them like why is this isn't like why isn't this talked about right. anymore um and just continue to have that conversation within your group within social media and just continue to have the protest because if we forget about george floyd or brianna taylor or ahmaud arbery just because it isn't in the news that's on us we need to keep their names alive. When people say know their name, speak their name, they're not just saying speak their name now. Speak their name until there is justice, until this yeah. system is changed. Um, I think it was Martin Luther King um, that said, we've protested and now the question stands, where do we go from here? Where do we go from here now? Well, we still need to keep protesting. It, it, just, it can't just stop. It can't just halt because we won't see any progression after. Yeah, I 100% I agree. Um, it's something we're definitely going to have to push ourselves, I think. Yeah. Um, is there anything else you kind of want to mention before we wrap it up? I think just that. I think whoever's listening, whether you're from Fort Erie or if you are from someone from the States, understand what you can do in your country and what you can do to help other countries, what you can do to help in your town, in your province, in your state, um, just honestly, Google is your best friend. I have a lot of people asking me 
what to do, what to research, what to read, and I'm doing the same thing. I'm Googling, I'm reading. It's, I mean, I will be posting what, uh, what I think are good to read, but just you have to do that work yourself. Just know that it's a lot of work. It's a lot of knowledge that you need to obtain and understand. So just continue to learn and educate yourself. Once you learn something, educate others. If you see injustices happen in public, Use your voice, step up, and just be an ally the best that you can. And if you're a black person, stay strong. Um, I know my mental health has taken a big hit. Sure. Uh, I'm constantly anxious because I'm just on my phone all day long, which isn't good. Um, but it's just something new after something new that's being on, told on the news or on social media. So for black people, I know this time is hard because I you so if you need a break I encourage you to put your phone down and go for a walk with someone if you don't feel safe by yourself check your mental health even for our allies any other person of color even for white people like I feel like this stuff now that it's being captured on video it hasn't been seen as much before so you might be in shock seeing your own people killing an innocent person so Check your mental health as well. Um, and the biggest thing that I've seen on Twitter is if you realize it's a family member or a friend, I hope that you look inside yourself and you understand that this is bigger than someone that you thought, like someone that you love and thought was a good person. Speak up and out them because if you're not and you're posting that you're an ally, but your mother, your father are Still calling black people the n-word or just being racist call them out because if you can't call them out then you're not an ally yeah agreed yeah. agreed mandy i want to thank you for coming on um thank you so much for having me and let me use my voice uh, well thanks absolutely. thank you for that yeah maslin and i talked and i mean we have the platform um yeah. And we want to encourage other people, if you want to reach out to us, if this is something you want to talk about, um, you know, we, we do have a, a little bit of a, a, a following and um, any time that we can to educate people and to have the conversation, we want to make sure that we're having it as, as often as possible too. Absolutely. Um, so Mandy, thank you for all you're doing. I love the Instagram account. What you've done thank is you. incredible. You speak thank so well. Uh, oh, I think thank you. <laughs> everybody from Fort Erie, when they watch this on YouTube, is going to is going to be messaging you and congratulating you on how well you spoke. So I, I want to be the first one too because you've you've blown me away. Incredible. Yeah. Thank um, you so much, Drew. You're welcome. Uh, thank you for coming on. Thanks everybody for listening, and we hope you have a fantastic day. Yeah. Thanks.